What is going on, everybody? It is Mike, your host for the Professional Dependent Podcast. And today, I teased it on the last episode, and we are finally going to talk about it because I want to talk about this before I talk about a little bit more serious topic. Today, we are going to talk about the holidays. Before we get into the episode, we give a shout out to my sponsor. It's my company, Dependent Dog Gear. Check them out, dependentdoggear.com. Link in the show notes. Dog bandanas, leashes, you can put it on a cat, ferret, whatever, goldfish if you want to. Uh, handmade leashes, hand-sewn bandanas, uh, make everything small batch, limited runs, and I really think they're cool. If you have a pet, I think they look cool in your pet, and I want to see it. So buy a bandana, put it on your pet, take a picture, tag me, I want to see it. Anyway, we're going to dive right into this episode. Um, the holidays for military families they can be extremely stressful and it's not just because it's the holidays everybody gets stressed out around the holidays i know i can hear everybody saying now but mike everybody stresses about the holidays let me tell you why it's a little bit different for military families military families it doesn't it doesn't matter where you're stationed it doesn't matter if you are stateside oconus or overseas uh for those of you that don't know what oconus means um it doesn't matter where you're stationed your family's going to ask if you're coming home for the holidays. It might cost you, you know, a thousand dollars or better per person to fly home, but your family's going to ask you if you're coming home for the holidays. And let's just say, for whatever reason, you decide not to go. Uh, you know, it was we the three years we were in Alaska, we managed to make it back, quote unquote, home for the holidays for Christmas. One time, uh, because it was hella expensive to fly from the interior anywhere we're going. I want to say it was right around $1,000 a person. And for whatever reason, if you're in the military, uh, I know we definitely hear it a lot being in the Air Force. Everybody thinks, oh, you're Air Force. Y'all fly in planes. That means y'all get cheap tickets, right? If I had a nickel for every time somebody asked me if I got discounts on airline tickets because my wife is at Air Force, I could probably have a private jet. Uh, not really, but it definitely gets asked a lot. So, you know, let's already look at the financial burden. Like us, family of four, you're looking at a minimum of $4,000 to fly from, you know, whenever we were in Alaska, flying from Alaska to to Arkansas to go visit family. And then... Now you're trying to add in the possibility of having to get a rental car or, you know, buying presents and not only, then you got to figure out how to get all that stuff back home and it is just an absolute nightmare and that's the, the logistics of it. Like even as I'm sitting here, I can feel my blood pressure going up talking about Christmas being a military family. I don't think that non-military families consider stuff like that now unless it's, you're one of those people that you live geographically separated because you like live in california and your family's on the east coast or whatever so you're used to it and you can kind of figure out a method to your madness but as a military family you know we got to figure out some of the same stuff that y'all do in getting stuff from point a to point b on Let's face it, not a lot of money. Not a lot. Everybody thinks, oh, you're in the military. You make a bunch of money. You know, even the officers, everybody's like, oh, officers make so much money. Officers are usually paying on college degrees. 
unless they went from enlisted and then got there, you know, did everything on the enlisted side and then, you know, commissioned over to be an officer, most officers I know personally are medical and they are paying for that they are paying for those degrees. They you know, so what they what's the old expression? You have word my uh my forty forty and up people, more money, more problems. Um so everybody thinks you make a lot of money, but usually there's a lot of bills behind that that people don't realize. Like for us, for example, my wife went to veterinary school. So for the longest time, we've been paying on vet school bills. And I don't know if you were aware of this, but it is not cheap to get a medical degree. So there's that part of it. And then on top of that, like your, your kids, you're trying to get your kids involved in stuff. Everything they want to be involved in costs money. So the financial burden, especially for Christmas and trying to travel, is usually just astronomical and there's always that part of it that is just absolutely mind-blowingly stressful. But let's say you have budgeted your money properly, or wisely, if you will, and you are able to go visit family for Christmas. And so you decide you're going to fly, you get to Christmas, you get to where you're going for Christmas, you even rent a car, and you go see your family. It never fails, especially like let's say you, your family still lives in your hometown and you have friends and stuff that you've kept in contact where there and you get there and the first thing your friends say, and y'all already know what I'm about to say, hey, you got time to come visit? And it's like, no, dude, no. I just flew either halfway across the country, all the way across the country, or from another country, drive the 10 minutes to come see me. Because think about it, especially like, it's not even just the holidays. Like, even whenever you go somewhere on leave, if you go back home, like, let's say you're like, you know, stationed in Texas and you drive to Louisiana to go see family or something. It never felt like the second you get there, people are like, oh, when are you going to try come over here and see us real quick? It's like, man, I just drove here. I'm on leave. You come see me. And it's not, I don't think people think about that part of it. You may have just driven or flown for hours to come visit family. And now they want you to drive to go see them, but they won't take the time to come see you. So it happens on leave, but it's even more stressful during the holidays. And then, so that's Christmas. Let's say you make it through, you make it through Christmas and then, you know, maybe you stayed through New Year's. The other big one that that they always want you to come home for is Thanksgiving. So let's say you could even flip it around. Let's say you say you went home for Thanksgiving. At Thanksgiving, what are they going to ask you? Are you coming back for Christmas? You want me to fly again? Or you want me to drive all, you know, 12 plus hours less than a month later? it's I really feel like and I'm sure there are some military families that don't experience this they may have uh, you know their family members may be more mobile um, you know or they just like to travel so they your family members come to visit you wherever you are but I re- always feel like most military families end up being the ones that have to travel to go visit folks. Like no like I feel like nobody wants to come visit the military family. And I don't I really don't know why that is. Maybe some of y'all can leave a comment as saying why that is. 
Maybe it's the hassle if you live on if you live on base, if you live on the installation. Maybe it's the hassle of getting on base. They don't want to go through the process of getting a visitor's pass or you know having a, the possibility of somebody having to look through their car or things like that. But I really don't understand why they can't come visit you. Now, I'm pretty fortunate. You know, we The places that we've lived, usually our family is able to come visit at least once while we live there. Um, sometimes more than once, but it's usually once. And But we end up driving every time. Uh, whenever we were living in Louisiana and uh, our family was living in Texas, or my wife's family was living in Texas, we drove to Texas... I swear, like every time we had even a long weekend, we were always going to Texas to go visit family. Um, and it was where it was, I think I felt it more in Louisiana because we were in Baton Rouge when my wife was going to vet school and then a first duty station be in Barksdale. So it was just like kind of expected that we were going to just go visit. And, you know, it was okay because let's face it, I'm born and raised in Louisiana you know, I love my home state, but you know, every once in a while you want to get out. So going to Texas really wasn't that big a deal. But after a while, especially once we made it to Barksdale, I was just tired of making that drive. I got so I got so tired of making that drive, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's really not that far to go." I was like, "I understand it's not that far to drive there, but guess what? It's the same distance for them to come see me and my family." You know, it's and that's what I that's the other part that I don't think people realize. They want it, they're quick to say. It's just so far. It's like, I know. I have to drive, I have to make the same drive, the same flight to come see you as it would be for you to come see me. But you don't want to talk about that. You want to talk about how about the inconvenience for you. Water break. And I, mean, I know I probably sound bitter and you're like, man, Mike, this is a very aggressive podcast from what you're usually used to. But I really think that, some, that a lot of y'all will appreciate my frustration because you probably share the same frustration um like for example this year um we actually had plans to go back home for christmas and we were we were making plans we were going to go down there we were going to do christmas and new year's back home or you know where her family is and i got the i got the rona after two years of ducking and dodging it i got the rona so we had to cancel our trip and you know, I, I joked about, you know, having to cancel Christmas, but, you know, I really did kind of feel bad. And then the next thing that I heard was, well, maybe y'all can come down another time. Not, hey, maybe we can come visit you. It's, hey, well, maybe y'all can find another weekend to come. And, you know, if any of my... I, good thing is I don't think anybody in my family actually listens to this podcast, so I'm pretty confident that I can say that and not get any repercussions. But if I do, it'll be okay. Um, so yeah, so that's that was the first thing that they that was that I heard was you know maybe I can just come down another time and I just couldn't help but think, or light bulb, you can come visit us. You know, uh, one of the things that I think people miss out on whenever they don't go visit the military member when they, you know, at least one time, especially if it's your family is what if you live somewhere super dope? Like we lived in Alaska. I absolutely loved Alaska and everybody was like, Oh, I want to come visit in the summer cause it's cold. 
And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You can come visit when there's 23 and a half hours of sunlight. But you're going to miss out because there's so much awesome stuff that happens in the winter. You know, we, the Aurora Borealis is something that you really, you can only experience it in the dark and in the winter. And by, by saying you only want to come in the summer, you're missing out. Yes, some, summer in Alaska is gorgeous. It's, it really is like the one of the prettiest places ever because it's just anyway. Uh, I'm I'm just kidding. Alaska's horrible, terrible. There's nothing there, and the bears are everywhere. Stay away from Alaska. For all my Alaska friends, you're welcome. But you know, whenever we lived in Maryland, we we actually had a couple people come visit. And Maryland was pretty, um, but there's just something about Alaska. And then, uh, yeah, now we live in Georgia, and we've been here almost two years, and. Getting people to come visit, not that easy. Um, but, like I said, it's okay. But that is the frustration that I think personally, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm the only one. I doubt it because I've had this conversation with other spouses, especially other guys. Uh, you know, we just get sick of being the ones that have to go. You know, it's it's frustrating. We, we end up feeling like uh, it's expected of us to just pick up and go. Um, not necessarily from our spouse, but from either from our family or our spouse's family. Like we just we end up feeling like uh, their time is more valuable than ours. I think, and you really have to communicate this. Um, and that I think is what I'm trying to get to in this podcast is way, ways to navigate this. You know, I've talked about the bad stuff and the having to travel and the expectation. But communi- I think with proper communication, setting a level of expectation early, like when you like, let's say, let's say like now we live in Georgia. Let's say we get orders to Nebraska or Montana, and you know once once you get those orders, you can start looking at okay, look, it takes X amount of time to drive from, you know, you know Nebraska to where y'all live. I'm willing to make that drive or flight once, you know, every two years, you know, unless, unless y'all, unless there's something big that happens, you know, and I'm not saying that you can only go visit your family once a year. I'm just saying like, I'm using that as an example, set a boundary early, communicate your level of expectation, tell them that you want them to come visit, you know, start looking up things that are cool to do in Nebraska. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. I bet you they have like really awesome corn mazes or something. I don't know. Omaha, you know, if you're a baseball fan, you know, Omaha, Nebraska with the College World Series and all that other stuff. Um, I I honestly don't know what else is in Nebraska. I just know there's an Air Force base there. I'm sure Nebraska is gorgeous. It's northern tier. Uh, I bet Montana is prettier, but I like mountains and snow. And all I know about the Air Force base in Alaska is in Nebraska. in Nebraska is that it floods about 12 times a year. That's all I know. Um, but anyway, so yeah, set those level, set that level of expectation, communicate let, and let people know, Hey, you know, we honestly, and just be upfront, have uncomfortable conversations, tell them, look, we honestly cannot afford to come see y'all for Christmas this year. You know, if y'all want to see us for Christmas, you're going to have to come see us. Uh, you know, tell them, you know, the things, things are tight. Uh, you know, little 
Susie broke her arm and y'all had uh, unexpected medical bills, TRICARE wouldn't cover something, whatever, or you had to go see a specialist that wasn't covered by TRICARE, you know, let's let them know up front, hey, this year ain't going to be it. Um, I think people are afraid to communicate with their family what their boundaries and what their level of expectation is and should be. And I really think that is the key to to navigating, you know, the stressful time of the holidays. Um, but yeah, communication. Um, there's a lot of really good other podcasts out there that I've heard about how to communicate and setting expectation. Um, I can't think of any of them right now because I don't have any show notes to work off of because this is a completely off-the-cuff podcast. Uh, my wife decided to take the girls to gymnastics tonight and I figured that this would be the perfect time to come record a podcast because I owe you an episode and this is the one I want to talk about. But that's, I think that's really it, y'all. I know it's only about 17 to 18 minutes worth of podcast, but I don't think I can explain it any better than that and I don't have a, a guest to kind of have a conversation with tonight. So rather than just drag it out, communicate with your family Set the expectation. Don't let the holidays stress you out. And if they do, if you're like me and you're going to get stressed out anyway, just remember that your liver can only take so much and don't abuse other substances. Um, anyway, I'm going to leave that in there even though it sounds stupid but because I don't really feel like trying to edit out that one section. Anyway, enjoy the holidays. I know we are in January coming up on February. Um, if you like Valentine's Day, does anybody else just really feel like Valentine's Day is a, like the completely most BS holiday? Like, I really feel like that holiday was just made up to sell flowers and jewelry and chocolate. And it's really not for guys. Like, if you're a guy and you like Valentine's Day, that's cool. Do your thing, dude. Uh, I personally feel like it's a waste of time. Um... But I end up buying my kids and my wife stuff for Valentine's Day anyway. So there's that. Uh, anyway, kind of rambled here at the end. Communicate with your family. Communicate with your spouse. Communication is the key to so many things. I've said it on multiple episodes. This, you know, Communication, I really feel, is something that people are missing. Either because they don't know how to do it or they're not comfortable to do it. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. To use a catchphrase that I heard somewhere. Uh, probably David Goggins. Um, but you have to communicate what you're feeling, what you're thinking, and what your situation is to your family, especially as a military spouse or a military family, because otherwise, how are they going to know if you can't come visit? How are they going to know if you don't tell them? Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Short episode, just under 20 minutes. Uh, we'll see you again in two weeks, and yeah, have a great day. Bye.